0: If you search up the word internship on Google, you will find the definition to be the position of a student or trainee who works in an organization, sometimes without pay, in order to gain work experience or satisfy requirements for a qualification. Internships offer firsthand experience that can otherwise not be gained in a classroom setting. The MPA curriculum at Binghamton requires students to complete a 300-hour internship in order to graduate. This episode will look at what that internship is, what possible options may be, and some advice from both our internship director, Corey Russin, and some students who have completed their internship program. Whether you are completing your internship in the next coming weeks for this summer, in the fall, or have your internship coming up in a future semester, hopefully this episode will provide advice, tips, and relieve anxieties for your MPA internship. My name is Victoria Barracks, and I am going to be your host today for the Do Good Well podcast. To start today's episode off, we have an interview with Dr. Corey Russin, the Director of Recruitment and Internship Placement for the Binghamton MPA program. In Corey's interview, we will go over what the internship is, requirements that might be involved, and what students can expect to gain from their internship experience. All right. So thank you so much for being here with me today. Would you like to introduce yourself to everybody?
1: Sure. Victoria. So I'm Dr. Corey Russin. I am the director of recruitment and internship placement for the Masters of Public Administration program.
0: Awesome. So getting into basically the whole internship program that exists for the Masters of Public Administration curriculum, I wanted to get first started with what really even is the internship course. It's called PATH 594, if you could elaborate what the whole point of it is.
1: Yeah, so the primary purpose of the MPA internship is to provide students with a really meaningful experience in applying what they've learned in the classroom. So taking what they've learned in the class, all the theories, all of the tools that they've learned and applying those to real world settings. So you have an opportunity to really put what you're learning into practice and to provide support and assistance to organizations and agencies in an effort to address community Mm -hmm. needs as well. So it's an opportunity for you to live public service and to provide projects and to work on tasks that are involving what you're learning in the classroom. That's
0: awesome. You said something about kind of taking what you learned inside the classroom to that internship. So I know that there are a few prerequisites for the internship. Could you talk about what they are and how they might help prepare students for their internship?
1: Yeah. So you're going to be taking PATH 510, 520, and 521, and then you're going to need to have 17 credits in the program. And so the reason that we we have those three core classes because you're learning the foundations of public service. You're learning about, you know, the background of nonprofit and government work, which okay. is really important before you yeah. go into <laughs> an organization, especially if maybe your background wasn't in politics, philosophy, and law, or uh, human development, or if you're coming in from some different. Areas. I mean, we've had people come in from all sorts of different backgrounds from journalism to more science majors to Mm -hmm. theater, you know, you don't get that background. And so it's giving you that foundation as well as research methods, because one of the things that agencies sometimes are looking for is for you to do research, especially really grants and funding. And so um, you really have to have a firm foundation of those core classes to be prepared for the work that you're going to be asked to do. And then we ask for 17 credits because it makes you feel more confident when you go into the organization to feel like you're prepared to actually do the work and also gives you more skills to be able to provide and think differently and go into an organization and be like, oh, how can I contribute in my own unique way to this organization um, as an intern? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you.
0: So now looking after the internship ends, we have reflective practitioners. So why is that course set there and why is it done after the internship and what does it offer for students?
1: So reflective practitioners, your culmination course, it's the last course you do. And instead of doing like a thesis or portfolio, it is a portfolio project, but doing some specific project, you Mm -hmm. are taking all of the information that you've learned from your classes, from your experiences, from your internship, and reflecting on those. And as the the course says, you're taking a moment to think about, okay, how did these things all relate? And then putting together an end result that you can use when you go and you're applying for jobs, I think it makes it more salient what yeah. you did in the program and and makes it available to you to be like, oh, when I'm in an interview, I can talk about these different things and these strengths and these skills that I've developed over the mm-hmm. course of the program. And so you want to make sure you do your internship before you do reflective practitioner, because that's one of the main things you're going to reflect on. And one of the main things you're going to talk about and mm-hmm. uh, reflect on in that experience is okay, I had these theoretical things that I learned about. I had these tools that I learned about in class, but then this is how I actually use them in practice. And I think it also helps you to take a moment to be like, okay, was that experience a good one in my internship? Was that experience something that uh, I valued, that it was a good environment for me? I think it gives you that time to really figure out if it was a good fit for you. So you know, when you're applying to jobs, what you want to apply to and what you want to do moving forward. I know one of the things that Alexi has done, we've had a lot of conversations about what things students need when you're graduating, when you're about to, you know, embark on your job hunt. And so a lot about i mean we've i've gone in and talked in that class about negotiations and mm. about job searching and where do you look for jobs and and how do you craft a good resume and all of these different things so i think that culminating class gives a space for students to ask questions related to the field and related yeah. to moving on to the next step when they graduate. Yeah,
0: yeah. So when you're looking for your internship, and I know I've been in this place where I've asked to meet with you and sent you a good amount of emails, I know it can be pretty scary as a student kind of trying to figure out how to intern or where and what they even want to do. So how do you recommend students find their internship and what should they even really be looking for?
1: Yeah, so I think one of the big things to first what you're looking for when you're looking for an internship, we it's 300 hours, so you need to make sure that you are planning enough time and that the internship itself is going to offer you enough hours to meet those requirements. Because sometimes there's like a six week internship, but are you great? You'd have to work (laughs) 50 hours a week. do 300 hours in in six weeks and you're not allowed to do that. So just making sure that's planned out accordingly. And then also what we're looking for is administrative responsibilities. We don't want you to just be filing paperwork or answering phone calls. That's not what you've got into this program to do. And it's mm-hmm. not the skills that you want to graduate with. So we're looking for, are you supervising a program or department? Maybe not even supervising, but are, are you integrated into that program and department? Right. Are you doing program evaluation, program development, potentially strategic planning, policy analysis, grant writing, research, implementing different programs? Are you doing financial management or... Yeah. Financial analysis, working with information technology, Doing analysis of information. I know one of the internships I just shared was about doing research for an organization who just bought a foundation search database. Yeah. So they need somebody to go through and research the different organizations and then make conclusions about what ones they're eligible for, and then helping with the grant writing process. And so it's looking for opportunities where you're going to be embedded within an organization or a government agency And being able to do actual administrative duties there. And so the way that you can kind of look for those things, there's a lot of different ways. You can use websites like Idealist, Deed, but I find that those are going to have a lot more competition. So Mm -hmm. you're going to have very large nonprofits or large government agencies, especially like if you're using USAjobs.gov, which is Mm -hmm. a great place to look for federal agencies but understanding the nuances of those things is really important. So with like usajobs.gov, if you're applying to federal organizations, you need to make sure that you've applied within the first couple of days that that has been posted. And Mm -hmm. you need to get it in quickly because they have job cat like job application caps. And so if you are five hundred and one, you your application won't get seen. And so it's being very quick and timely about those things and applying for those early. So state government, federal government, large nonprofits tend to post things. Earlier. So, say you're looking for summer, they might post things the fall before or in like January, February. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for something that's more small, something like a smaller nonprofit or a more local government agency, there's some more wiggle room. And so, I tend to have students take a look at there's lots of places you can find lists of the nonprofits in the county that you're in. So, if you're at home during the summer, it might be a different county than Broome County. But here, there's a list on the Chamber of Commerce website of all of the nonprofits. You can find a directory of it, look through them, and kind of figure out what am I interested in. And then you can go directly to their website and see if there's an internship posted. Or I provide students with an email template to make it a little bit easier. I know it's scary to like reach out to a potential employer, but sending out just a message that says, hi, like I'm an MPA student. I'm interested in internship for this semester. I'm looking just to see what opportunities you have available and talking a little bit about that agency. I'm really interested in Um, the American Civic Association, because Mm -hmm. I'm interested in in immigration and immigration policy. I'd love Mm -hmm. to just chat with you about what opportunities are available. And so being okay with reaching out, I think for the smaller agencies is really important because there might not be something that's posted, but Mm -hmm. they would accept your help on a certain project. And so that's something to just be very, not confident, but just like, forthright in doing. Like please, right. like, please do that. Same with government agencies. If you go to search Groom County government and Google, go to the website, it'll show you all the departments that are there. Find out what ones are interesting to you and right. reach out to them or reach out to me and see if I already have a contact there because I might have had a person intern there previously and I might still have somebody there that I know and can point you in the right direction to mm-hmm. or ask if if it's somebody that I work with pretty frequently, I can ask and say, hey, are you going to be offering an internship in the fall or the spring? So I think those are ways in which you can start that search and it kind of broadens the way you look at those things. The other thing I will say that's really important, keep applying until you have an internship. Mm-hmm. Do not stop. <laughs> Yeah. I think that's one of the things that students get caught up on is not applying to enough places. Mm -hmm. I had a student that sticks with me like a few years ago that I said apply to a lot of places and they were like, how many is a lot? And I'm like more, like
2: 12, 15,
1: 12. (laughs) Or like I applied to like 12 and I'm like, keep applying. If you don't have an internship yet, then you have to just keep applying. And that's going to be the same for your job search. So Really using this as a kind of a trial period of what the job search is going to be, because you're not going to stop applying to a job until you have one. Yeah. So I think that's really important. The other thing, too, is so you can have, like, if you're applying to big agencies, Mm -hmm. just have some backup plans for sure. Yeah. Have some smaller agencies you're also applying to. And also looking at this, yes, look at it as a career stepping stone. You want to go and intern at a place where you feel like it's going to give you some experience in what you want to do mm-hmm. but also i know from my own experience in my masters when i interned mm-hmm. i learned so much about what i didn't want to do mm-hmm. and The experience was really, really challenging. I interned at a a residential facility for women who are pregnant and parenting, or they're in the foster care system, or or on public assistance, and it was a really challenging experience because I I got thrown in kind of in a social worker type role, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so I learned a lot about oh wow maybe I don't want to go down that path, and so Mm -hmm. those couple of months were really challenging, but I did learn a lot about myself and a lot about the skills that I had and things I like doing, things I didn't like doing. So I think the other thing is not to be afraid of it not being the perfect thing, because yeah. even if it doesn't turn out the way that you want it to, it's still going to give you a lot of information. Yeah, And it's only a couple months. That's mm-hmm. the other thing too, is you're only interning for three or four months tops. Mm-hmm. And so looking at it as I'm going to get an idea of what I do and do not want when I right. apply for jobs. I think that's really important because I think sometimes we look at things like this has to be the perfect thing for me. This mm-hmm. has to be the perfect experience and it doesn't have to be. I want it to be for you. I want it to be something that you love and that right. gives you a lot, like a very fulfilling, but also if it doesn't turn out the way that you thought it would, that's okay too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And the public administration world is so broad. So I feel like as a student that I'm just learning how many roles there are. So I think it is definitely important learning what you don't like, because you might think that you want to do one thing. And then when you actually get to see it, it's not exactly that. And that's fine because there's so many other options, but you won't know that until you do it.
1: Yeah. And I think generally that's a pretty good reflection for life. Like if you get into a job, I see this a lot with students who are graduating about fear of picking the wrong job. Right. And I can tell you, my own career has changed so much, and yeah. I never could have predicted the things that I have done. Mm-hmm. But they've all led me in a good direction and mm-hmm. all led me to something else. And so I think being open to the fact that you're going to pivot and you're going to change and you're not going to be in the same thing forever. And that's okay. It takes the pressure off of it a little bit. And so I think taking the pressure off of the internship and taking the pressure off of job searching in general is important because we get a lot of anxiety around picking the right thing. And it's it's okay if it's not not the right thing.
0: You can change six months
1: in, you can be like, This wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And I'm going to do something else now.
0: (laughs) Right, right. You have really so much knowledge about this stuff. It's very helpful. I think for all students (laughs) to hear. So thank you for sharing all that. So what do you think when a student goes into their internship, either search or maybe into the first day of their internship, what do you think that they should be looking for in that specific internship?
1: That's a really good question. I would say it's hard to know exactly what an environment is going to be like until you're in it. Mm -hmm. So one thing I would really hone in is communication with your supervisor is going to be really Mm. important. And so making sure, I think reflecting first on what are your needs as far as communication. And you may not know yet at this could be your first experience, your first professional experience in this mm-hmm. way. And so I think taking time to reflect on okay, is is the communication going well? Like, am I mm-hmm. am I am I getting answers to my questions? Do I need more time? Do I and it's okay to advocate for yourself too? Right. I think that's really important. And if you're not doing well or that situation's not going well, the communication is barred in some way, it's okay to talk to me too. Yeah. I'm here to be your advocate and your person to go to. And so if things aren't going well, tell me. Even if they're going like okay but could be better also okay to talk to me about it so really taking the time to to think about okay because you're going to have a lot of questions and you're gonna you're jumping into an organization and you're being thrown into certain projects or tasks Mm -hmm. and you may not always know exactly what that person wants you're just meeting this person as well as your supervisor and so really taking the time to ask questions and to ask about their guidance style as well like their supervisor style because supervisors are going to have different ways of doing things also and some of them might be more hands-on and others may be more hands-off and so right kind of gauging that is going to be important so that's some of what I would say first off is just navigating the interpersonal relationships because that's going to be what makes things go the most smoothly yeah
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. I think all of that is really important. And there is a lot of learning that you won't even realize you're going to get to do until you're doing it. And you also are a really good resource. So we appreciate that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, please, please talk to me. (laughs) That's the thing is, it's challenging sometimes because we're not in a classroom setting. So oftentimes, I'm getting to know you through email, or Uh, we have like one zoom call, and I don't get to know you as well. But I do want everyone to know I am somebody you can go to and talk to and we're going to figure out whatever the issue is or or I'm here to support you in whatever way I can Mm -hmm. and so I think it's sometimes challenging on my end because I don't get to know you as well as maybe some of the other faculty do even just I might know you by name but I don't know you by face and I think that's hard sometimes to develop relationships Mm -hmm. where you feel like you can trust me so I'd want to make that known that please talk to me because I, I am here to be your advocate and your person that you can go to. So just want to put that out there.
0: Sure. Yeah. And thank you so much for that. My final question. So this internship, it's it's part of the courses that we have to take. So some students might often just kind of see it as a to-do list item to check off. And so how can you advise students maybe to make sure that doesn't happen? And what can students really do to make sure that they make the most of that internship experience?
1: That's a great question. Utilizing the internship as your jumping off point for your career is mm-hmm. going to be really important. This is, if you're going to think of it and say like checking off a box, that's that's a very strategic way of looking at right. it. Well, <laughs> I would challenge you to look at it even more strategically to be like, well, this is a stepping stone for my mm-hmm. career. So how am I going to get, because I mean, look at all of the entry level job search, like job descriptions. Yeah. They're looking for experience still. They're mm-hmm. still looking for somebody who has some experience doing the work that they're asking you to do. And so you could do a graduate assistantship and that would probably be an easier way to check off the box. But Mm -hmm. if you want to work in local government or if you want to work in a nonprofit and not necessarily on a college campus, where is the experience that you're going to be putting on your resume? And even our advisory board and reflective practitioner, our advisory board looks at the work that you've done. If you have a nonprofit certificate or a local government certificate, they're going to be like, why did you intern on the campus? Because Mm -hmm. you didn't gain experience in the thing that you actually want to do. And so I think looking at it as a very strategic way, you're networking also. I mean, you don't know, say you intern, and I know one student who just graduated an internship at the National Science Foundation and has two offers from two very, or at least has some interest from two very great opportunities because of that experience. And Mm -hmm. so making sure that you're doing something that is going to benefit you after you graduate, Mm -hmm. not just get you to graduation is really important. And I can, I can speak from my own experience too, My internship at that residential facility and the research that I did in my master's are what got me my first job Mm -hmm. because they were looking for somebody who had experience in a nonprofit, who had experience working one-on-one with individuals and who Mm -hmm. had some research experience because it was a randomized control study through the federal government. And so you don't know what opportunities are going Mm -hmm. to give you that leg up when mm-hmm. you are doing the job hunt. And if mm-hmm. you're in competition with three other people who had a graduate assistantship, but then you had local government experience, mm-hmm. that might be the thing that leads you to getting the job. And so right. I would really challenge students to think about it in a way that allows you to use that when you graduate instead of just checking, checking off a box.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for that. And thank you so much for answering all the questions that you shared. You really have so much advice. So (laughs) I really do appreciate you taking the time to speak with me today. Yeah. Thank you
1: for having me, Victoria. It was very fun.
0: the next part of this episode, I interviewed two Binghamton MPA students, Lauren Kidd and Derek Freed, about their MPA internship experience. Alrighty, so thank you both for being here today. Right here we have two students who both did their MPA internship. Do both of you want to introduce yourself and talk about the internship you both did?
2: I'm Lauren Kidd. I am an MPA student in my second year and I'm doing a concentration in nonprofit management and leadership. And I interned with the Ronald McDonald House Charities of Rochester, New York, so working kind of in the nonprofit realm.
3: And my name is Derek Freed, and I was a 4 plus 1 MPA student. This is my second year in the program. And I did my internship with New York State's Department of Environmental Conservation. It was their organics reduction and composting section. So just broadly environmental policy, state government kind of stuff.
0: Those both sound really great. And when did you both do your internships? I did mine over
2: the past summer.
3: And I actually started mine a bit before we were even required to. I started December of 2021, I believe. And I ended it in about August of 2022. Oh, wow. it Just because I wanted to something to do for a while. And it was nice because I got to use it for credit also. So
0: I spent oh, a awesome. good amount of time there. Awesome. Lauren, I have a question. How was it for you doing it in the summer? Because I know it's a lot of hours in a couple of
2: months. Yeah, it was kind of like having a nine to five job because I worked Monday through Friday, nine to three. It was a little painful too, because I wasn't paid at all. I did get a like a stipend from the Fleischman Center, which was nice. But I ended up loving it so much that it didn't even bother me at all. But yeah, I had a I had a very busy summer, so that was fun. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. And Derek, that's really awesome that you were doing yours beforehand and probably made the search for the class just <laughs> pretty easy for you. <laughs>
2: it,
3: it kept it really simple, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so you both are taking reflective practitioner right now, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how would you say it kind of relates to the internship and how do you think that This class has helped you maybe learn things that you didn't get to learn while you were doing it in the present.
3: Well, first off, there is a section in Reflective Practitioner where most of the classes you have to make a final e portfolio. That one section relates directly to internships and work experience. So you really do need it to fill out that section and meet all the requirements for the class. Additionally, with the theme of the course being reflection on everything that you've done, my internship really helped me polish my public service values and really put things like stakeholder engagement into perspective and just really consider like who's involved in the policy process so i feel like i had a better idea of just when i was reflecting on things for the class just like who to account for like stakeholders and how i relate to them and just how that relates to the core competencies of the program yeah
2: yeah that sounds awesome Lauren. did you have anything you wanted to add at all Yeah, I guess I would just say from reflecting again, not only reflecting on what I did and maybe learning more about what I like and what I don't like, I also Mm -hmm. kind of honed in on what my passions are more and how like community engagement has become like a big, big thing for me. And just reflecting on that value and thinking about all what I've done and working with families and children and running community events, kind of figuring out that that's where I want to be. So that has been very helpful. And just, it's just nice to see like everything that you've done kind of wrapped up into one nice little section and just using that experience and showing how it's led to what we're doing now and what we want to do in the future. Yeah,
0: that's that's great that you both had such good takeaways from the course. Mm. So kind of in a little different direction, how do you feel that maybe the courses you took beforehand in your MPA curriculum may have helped you with having skills and knowledge for the role that you did in your specific internship?
3: My um my internship a good portion of it was very data heavy where we had to log well over 300 different composting sites throughout the um throughout the state and kind of keep track of them fairly accurately with uh, with Excel, just to make sure this uh, this interactive map that the DEC had was up to date. And it got it, it was a pretty beefy project, and there was a lot to figure out. And I did not have a single clue as to how to use Excel going into the MPA program. It was actually research methods with Professor Holmesy that mm-hmm. sort of oriented me with that. And having polished it in budgeting and finance with Professor Gibodey, uh, I really just knew how to tackle this problem. If you know how, at least for DC or that section, if you know how to use Excel, that you're able to do 70% of the work there, you still got to mm-hmm. be able to do your writing. But so much of it being a relatively like science-based field requires you to be able to work with, with data well. And also knowing how to do memorandums from classes such as Foundations of Public Service with Professor yeah. Sinclair, that is just a really helpful foundation for any kind of government work.
2: hmm
0: Yeah, definitely. I'm in that class right now. So definitely helpful. It's a
3: good time.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would also say that research methods helped me a lot. To be quite honest, I did not think that I was going to be dealing with as much data as I ended up with, but mm. a lot of the people who are already working there didn't want to deal with data. And they were like, hey, you know how to do all of this. So I did a lot of work with their employee satisfaction surveys, and then also looking at their Medicaid reimbursement rate, just kind of looking into sustainability, because you know, they're a nonprofit. So anywhere that they can save money would be great. And also employee retention, because everybody knows that the nonprofit sector doesn't have the most competitive salaries and benefits. So just kind of looking at like culture changes and also i would say path 551 and 552 were very useful for me because i had to look into creating a lot of profiles for the organization i worked with so like charity navigator and better business bureau So kind of focusing on their transparency and how potential donors might look at them. I learned a lot about that in Mm -hmm. Dr. Dula's classes.
0: And Lauren, half 551 and 552, those are classes for the nonprofit certificate?
2: Yeah. One of them, I believe, is just an intro class and Mm -hmm. the other is about issues. And that's where you do like a bunch of grant making. Mm -hmm. They have them for like the certificate, but they're open for everyone. And I honestly think that they're pretty useful for everyone to look into. Awesome.
0: Thank you both. So you guys already kind of talked about this a little bit, but what skills do you think you learned that you might not have otherwise have had to do had you not been in your specific internships and maybe outside of hard skills like data analysis, maybe there might be some other things that you just learned about like in management in general
3: I believe that throughout my internship at DC, first off, stakeholder engagement is talked a lot about professors and it's really hard to effectively learn that in the classroom. Mm -hmm. So it's something that I wasn't really able to grasp fully or understand how well it worked until I was in this internship. Also, patience is a big thing, especially in government. Civil service has a lot of barriers and there's a lot of discourse on running government Mm -hmm. like a business because it doesn't tend to be the most efficient. You just need to be ready to see some work that you've done kind of get lost along the way everything that you do Mm -hmm. sometimes it just won't come into fruition that's the nature of politics and that's something that I felt was really important to learn working with the agency just how quickly things could change throughout it you just got to be adaptable you got to just get along with people and you'll survive in that environment
2: yeah yeah definitely yeah I'd say I learned a lot more about soft skills because I was working in a place where you not only are interacting with families who are going through tough times and have Mm -hmm. children in the hospital and are grieving and just want someone to talk to. But then I also had to interact with donors at fundraising events. And there's a certain way of going about that just because you obviously want them to give to your organization. And a lot of them ask tough questions because they kind of, I think there's a lot of mistrust, especially when it comes to like money and stuff like that. And then I also never thought that I would end up doing this, but I worked with their VP of administrative operations and she did a lot of human resources stuff. So I actually went on a lot of lunch meetings with her to discuss out sourcing payroll software which I never ever saw myself doing but it was really cool because we would also have conferences and people would zoom in and pitch a product to us and so it was really cool to see that happen and also just learn more about benefits and payroll systems so yeah
0: guys both have really interesting things to say so thank you my next question is what did you learn about public service in general and about how to be a good public servant.
3: I believe that everybody has a role, no matter how small. Mm-hmm. And that, that was the biggest, most of what I learned was about stakeholder engagement. And that's a point that, especially in government, you can't overemphasize. We were at the time trying to implement the New York State food Scraps Reduction and Donation Law, which was mm-hmm. brand new. And they were having a lot of trouble implementing that. The community partnerships that you need to make something like that succeed is astounding. You need supermarkets and waste producers to collaborate with you. You need food banks to accept what they're being handed out. You need composting sites that are able to handle these. You need trucks that are willing to transport all of this. So there's such a massive logistics scale here that you need everybody to be in tune with one another. And you just need to, you just need to communicate well. And it's, Just everybody, everybody's really important in the process and nobody should be understated.
2: I like that a lot. I would say, I think like we talk about how a lot of people go into public service because they want to help people or they feel a calling. Mm -hmm. And I think I learned a lot about the differences between wants and needs. So wanting to help people, but also sometimes they need different things. So like with me, I wanted to help families, I wanted to plan events, all of this stuff. But sometimes it ended up just being me talking with someone in the family room, talking about what they're going through, how we can support them. Sometimes they didn't even want you to respond; they just wanted someone there to just listen to them. Yeah. So I think that that was really eye opening, just about the importance of you're there because you want to help people, but also that can take different forms sometimes. Right.
0: Right. Definitely. I like I liked those a lot. So, kind of in a similar vein, but how do you think that this internship prepared you for the career field in general?
3: I think that, at least in my case, I think it's been very fitting. So, actually, today I just had um, uh, I I was one of the two recipients of the Excelsior Fellowship nomination from the department, and just today, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) <laughs> and just today, I had um, I had an interview with with three representatives from DEC for Indigenous Nation Affairs Program,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and at least me wanting to go into environmental policy. Hopefully, at some point with the EPA, but first with the DEC. Mm-hmm. Just knowing about the organization, going into any interview, or just entering a certain field, just know what you're talking about. Know the organization that you're relating to, and just I. I regularly check like the DEC staff list and just look at what's going on within the agency. And that helped out so much. The The interviewers today that I had, I knew their names at least months before I even got the email confirming yeah. the, uh, the interview. You just have to stay on top of it and just yeah. know the organization inside and out. And I feel like that's a pretty easy thing to do if you are really dedicated to joining a team or an agency.
2: I would say that, I learned that it's very important to go into something that you're passionate about, or at least kind of find a, a niche that you like. Because obviously, specifically in like nonprofits, there's the development side, the administrative side, the programming side. And I definitely learned that if there's are certain areas that I was not as passionate about and was mm-hmm. not as effective in. So I think that's really important just. To get that experience and like try out everything. Because I think that people are the best at what they do when they like what they do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think
0: that's a good way to put it.
2: My last question for both
0: of you what advice would you give to students who are about to start their internships? It can be really about like any piece of detail just that you kind of wish you had before you started.
3: Don't stress it too much. Hmm. It's it's just an internship. You use the internship as a way to guide you into. A entry-level career and you use that entry-level career to ultimately discover what you care about and end up right. where you're meant to be so find something that you're interested in shooting for the moon always helps out mm-hmm. but even then settling for something, just doing something that piques your interest. Like I, I know I wanted to work for DEC and I applied to a few of the internships there. I got in the one with composting and organics reductions. That's not the area that I care most about. I barely knew anything about it going mm-hmm. into this. And I developed a passion for it. Now I, yeah. I, I dread food waste. I only buy what I need. And it just, it, it really changed me. And it's cool how you'll just discover things about yourself by mm-hmm. just experimenting like that. So just do something, not necessarily where you want to end up with your career but just what seems cool to you
2: that's awesome yeah i would say don't be afraid to go after what you want especially with nonprofit organizations They don't always post about internships because it's daunting to them. They don't have the money to pay for it. Some of them don't even have the capacity to post about it. Mm -hmm. I literally found mine because I was looking at their website and my mom was behind me and she was like, oh, that's your like little brother's best friend's mom. I have her phone number. Why don't you call her and like see if she'd be willing to Make a position for you. And I did that. And she was like, Oh my gosh, I've been wanting to have an internship for forever. And this is perfect. So I'd say, even if you don't see the opportunities out there, there still are. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you guys both so much. You both had a lot of really good insight and advice. And I really appreciate you guys taking the time to talk with me today.
3: Thank you.
2: Thank you. So that
0: wraps up today's episode about the MPA internship. I hope that this episode served to be useful and comforting for any student going into their internship, or a bit of a reflective piece for those who might have already completed theirs. I want to give one more huge thank you to my interviewees, Dr. Corey Russin, Lauren Kidd, and Derek Freed, and I hope that until the next time, everyone listening remembers to keep doing good well.